Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Google Podcast, Anchor, and Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Oh, and TalkShoe.com. Can't forget about that. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the notes are Greg. Greg, what's happening? Uh, starting off the show tonight on a very sad note, um, this past week, a WWE Hall of Famer has passed away. I was fortunate enough to check out this man's career when I was growing up. He was in the very first WrestleMania. And uh, right, now the, right now, the Top Rope Report would like to pay tribute to the career of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff with a 10-bell salute. Rest in peace, Mr. Wonderful. You're up there now with the rest of the Heenan family. Greg, is there anything you remember? You ever see Paul Orndorff wrestle? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was... Uh, I, mean, I mean, nothing specifically jumps out at me um, other than a nice blue robe with you know, wonderful behind it all in glitter. Um, I mean, very, very powerful, strong man. I, I couldn't pick out... Off the top of my head, a single match that jumps out at me. I vaguely remember a brief feud, I believe, um, with the junkyard dog. I could be wrong. I don't, like I said, I don't remember a lot of specific matches that he was in. I was more of a casual fan when, you know, when he was later in his career. Right. Oh, yeah. He uh, And you, you, touched, you touched base on, yes, he did have a, a feud with the junkyard dog. Uh-huh. He was more noted for being in WrestleMania one as he teamed with Rowdy Roddy Piper, and um, they went against Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. And a couple years down the road, he teamed with Hulk Hogan and turned on him, and they had one of the most vicious cage matches I could ever remember, where they both escaped the cage at the same time, and it looked like they both hit the floor at the same time. But Hogan, but Hogan got the win, so uh, our condolences go out to Paul our family. May he rest in peace. So yeah, so Monday Night Raw and NXT. What you what you think? I mean, hey Jerry, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in, Rick Del Santo. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Monday Night Raw was. It was okay for me. I mean, it wasn't uh, was nothing spectacular as usual. I mean, you know, like you said, for a go home show, it really wasn't all that great. It wasn't anything better than a normal Monday Night Raw, uh, um, which is unexpected when you come to when it comes to a go home show. Right. And uh, you know, as we all know, that this Sunday. The live crowds will be back, so it's going to, it's going to be nice to see. Well, tomorrow the live uh, crowds will be back. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, the live crowds will be back for the edition of SmackDown, which I'm looking forward to seeing. But um, what one match on Monday Night Raw kind of really piqued your interest, so to speak? 
Or what segment? Um, I'm sorry, what was that last part? Or what segment? In a, in a very, I'll say in a, a well, I'm not really sure. I'm just going back through them because, you know, my mind's, I mean, without, without going for saying, I mean, Ricochet and uh, Morrison put out another great match. Yes, they did. Um, the chemistry between the two of them is, is incredible. Um, Ricochet is, you know, now that he's being featured in these matches, I, I think is showing why he got that push that he got a year and a half to two years ago to become the United States champion. Some of the things he can do in that ring right. are just incredible. Yep. Yeah, Morris, Morrison and Ricochet, yep. Negative note, I just... Two individual matches for the Viking Raiders versus AJ and Omos. Um, now, so you have the good in, in Ricochet Morrison, the bad and the ugly in the other two matches. Yep. I mean... Ricochet lost, Omus won. I mean, not Ricochet. Uh, AJ Styles lost, Omus won. They're making they're they're making AJ Styles look weak in some of these matches. Well, I mean, he took and which the confusion of me was why it was Ivar, the bigger of the two Viking Raiders, taking on AJ Styles rather than reversing it. Yeah. That, that was, you know, in my opinion, that was, you know, stupid. Um, no, no, Jerry, I did not see that match. I know Tripp doesn't watch AEW, so I know he didn't see that match. No. Nope. Um, but, and then the rest of it was just okay. Right. I mean, for me, the Ricochet-Morrison match was was good. I mean, those guys, like you said, they work well together. They have some great matches. Um, it could go either way. Either guy could get could get the win in in matches that they have. You never know which one's going to grab the win or how it's going to turn out. And for me. One of the good segments was I thought the Bobby Lashley segment at the end was, was a good segment because he looked like he was ready to uh, rip MVP's head off. So I kind of yeah. I kind of feel bad for Kofi come Sunday. But uh, but the worst I think the worst thing that I saw on Monday Night Raw, and we talked about this off the air. You know how I feel about this is the Alexa Bliss situation. Things are just getting dumber and dumber every week. I mean, I understand that that was the first interaction she's had with Eva Marie and Dewdrop, but they're just they're just getting dumb. I mean, I want to see something ex- explosive. I mean, they have. I mean, they have um, this TV. They have the VIP lounge. They have the KO show. They have the whatever the hell you called it with Ms. Ann Morrison. 
I mean, she does her own. I mean, they had Bailey had her ding dong hello segment. You have these segments where wrestlers interview other people in their own quote unquote set. She has it on Alexis Playground. Why was Eva Marie and Dewdrop? Who the hell knows? I don't think you take that away from Alexa Bliss because Eva Marie and Dewdrop aren't worth the dingleberries left on a roll of toilet paper. Right. And I mean, there was times where. Got uh, there were times where I've heard, I mean, I that was the first time I saw her. I didn't, I've, I've heard of her before, Piper Niven, from, you know, people saying that they've seen her wrestle. And, you know, I don't know what to make of her, but this alliance with Eva, with Eva Marie is kind of, like, really odd to me. So, I don't know what they're going to do. You know, as far as that goes, you know, Eva Marie sometimes doesn't even wrestle in the match and she takes credit for the win. So, but yeah, Monday Night Raw, I mean, I gave it a C minus, the grade. I'm about to see. Um, I, I mean, the match, Fatal um, Four Way Women's match, um, was an okay match. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Um, but with that match being second and the first match where Xavier Woods actually beat Bobby Lashley, I, I joked with you saying that it should be renamed the Monday Night Roll-Up. Right. Because the first few matches were the quote-unquote roll-up of that. Yep. Um, it's just, you know, it's just getting frustrating that they're, they're afraid to let people lose it's, it's like the participation trophy in, in little leagues and boys club and girls club basketball leagues and you know, youth soccer leagues everybody gets a trophy right um so you don't quote unquote feel bad yep fuck it who cares if they feel bad i'm i'm hoping a lot of that will change with the live crowds um you know like sure, i don't i don't know i don't know why it was I honestly don't know why it would. Okay. Well, I'm hoping it would, but you know, I mean, with the with the live crowds, I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting some some good wrestling. I'm expecting some. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it takes away. I mean, the only thing it hurts is the ending of the match. I mean, regardless, if Xavier Wood is in front of a crowd of two thousand or twenty thousand, they're gonna cheer him as loud as they can if he rolls up. Bobby Lashley. Right. Yep. Ash, um, you get the same mediocre applause by having a roll of victory. So I, that's why I don't think it's going to, I don't think the fans are going to boo WWE because of a roll of victory. Right. I'm just personally sick and tired of seeing it. Okay. Okay, I can uh, I can definitely understand that and where you're coming from with that because a lot of times they seem to end a lot of matches that way and there's more than one way to end the match. Right. You know, I used to see people jump off the ropes and, you know, Jimmy Snooker jump off the top of the cage and pin Morocco when he hits him and submission holds would end matches and now it's the roll-up of death. So, 
But yeah, it's um, it's something that WWE, you know, hopefully they can work on and you know have some different endings. But um, yeah, so Monday Night Raw was, eh, like I said, you know, I, I if I if I fell asleep during it, it really didn't matter because I could always watch the the, re- the replay or the highlights anyway. But it was just one of those things where nothing really. Right, and and nothing and nothing really caught my eye where I wanted to sit there and be glued to the screen watching it. Like, right, and there was, there was nothing on the show that if you were somebody that was just an avid wrestling fan, mm-hmm. what on Monday that happened that made you say, "Wow, you know what? I don't, maybe I will watch the pay per view." On Sunday, right? Um, or and, and the other part is, is maybe WWE doesn't care about their go home shows anymore because I, I don't know what their pay per view buys are. But I mean, if you're spending four ninety nine, you can watch it on Peacock. Yep. You know, so it, it's tough to you know figure out what they're trying to do because we're skin, you're gonna watch it regardless. Right. You know, all right. Is anything I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, well, you know what? Dr. Timber, I Dr. Timber. He needs to be fired. Dr. Timber needs to be fired. Um I forgot what I was saying. Oh, if you know, I don't think you're gonna spend five dollars off of what we saw on Monday night for a monthly subscription to Peacock. Right. To see the preview coming up. Yep, I agree. Um, Mr. McMahon's already shown that he's full of shit. Um, pardon my French, Vince, but, you know, he was not going to have useless matches anymore. Matches that don't add to the storyline. Right. Well, what the hell was Natalia against Rhea Ripley for? Right. They have they have no history with each other. I mean, they had that one six women tag match, but I don't think I mean maybe the two of them were in the ring together for a total of two minutes that entire match. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was an okay match. Um, Natalia does what Natalia does great, and that's helped put over wrestlers that are quote unquote better yep. than her. Um, I'm not saying wrestling-wise, because there's not many female competitors in WWE that are better than her wrestler-wise, but character-wise. Right. And they're big, yep. like Rhea Ripley. So, I mean, that, I, I just, I didn't get. Uh, yeah, I, I I understand that fully, because they're just, I don't know, they're just not doing it. They're just not doing a lot of things right. Um. Yeah, so... What did you Well, like I said, when we talked off the air, um, I thought a lot of that breaking up the motorcycle stuff kind of looked a little fakeish to me. Um, but I think it's going to be the start of a good feud. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, those guys do have history together when they were with 3MB. Uh, maybe this is something that they um, 
that WWE wants to put together and you know see where where it's going to go. I think it's I think it's going to be a good feud. Jinder Mahal is not a bad wrestler. <clears throat> he can he can hold his own with anybody in the ring. And Drew McIntyre, well, he's Drew McIntyre. He's just a former champion and hopefully if they do something with this match and then go somewhere with it that it it goes somewhere. Oh, Gary, thanks for tuning in. I said, Gary, thank you for tuning in. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you want to read Jerry's question while I'm talking. Um, but do you think it will lessen the chances of Drew McIntyre winning the Money to Make a Glider match because he's just now starting? Oh, that's a good, that's a good, good question. Good point made. Um, I think it lessens his chances to win money in the bank because if they're going to start this feud, let it go on for a bit. You know, don't have a one and done or two matches and that's it. And then you know, Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal just float off into obscurity somewhere. Let it go on. Let it go on for a little while. Maybe, maybe carry it out to SummerSlam or something, and you know, have have a match at SummerSlam and and end it there. But I think it'll lessen his chances if they, you know, with this feud with Jinder Mahal. I mean, I I I would like to see somebody else, and you know. We'll go over it Sunday for the picks, but um, I have a feeling Drew McIntyre is going to win. But I want to see somebody. I want to see the guy that I'm leaning towards win the Money in the Bank because he's starting to to prove himself now. So we'll we'll have to see. Um, what did you think about the Umberto Carrillo Sheamus situation? I mean, I didn't carry the way. No. no. It didn't make sense to me at all. Yep. And I mean, if, if you're trying to tell me that Seamus did what he did to punish um, Carrillo and it's going to lead to another match between them, I, we've been there, done that. They already did that. Mm-hmm. There were a couple times that Korea was supposed to fight Seamus, that Seamus attacked him backstage, and then he came out and still tried to fight. Right. It's just a recycled storyline that didn't work the first two times they did it. So three strikes and you're out. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, one of the matches, you know, like we talked about, the individual matches that they had on Monday Night Raw with the Viking Raiders and AJ Styles and Omas, I'm kind of looking forward to that tag team match at the pay-per-view. Right. Where they're in matches together. Yep. And I and um I understand that he's new and he probably has to get a lot more seasoning, but Omus needs a lot more work. Well, I mean that that's the that was the one thing um 
it's Braun Strowman for? Because historically, the bigger the man you are, the less agile you are in the ring. And that was one ball that I think WWE really dropped at Braun Strowman. Because the man was getting himself and has gotten himself into incredible shape from when he first started with the Wyatt family. Right. And, you know, just, just being able to move the way he moved was a bonus, was a positive. And uh, he could have been a, a reasonable challenger for the WWE World title, which, yes, Jerry, I 100% agree is overlooked due to the Universal title. Um, I have said that I don't think if you win Universal title, I don't think that's equal to winning a WWE title. I, I've said plenty of times before that if some way, somehow, John Cena were to come back and beat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, he doesn't tie Ric Flair's record because, to me, it's that's not the world title. But um, I think that that's the issue with Omos. He's, yeah. he's too big. Yep. In response to Jerry's question, and um, I'll have you answer, Jerry. I'm sure you're watching. Maybe you can chime in a little bit. Um, I think the universal title is getting more recognition than the WWE title because do you think Roman Reigns is playing the part better than Bobby Lashley? And... I mean, Paul Heyman is definitely better on the microphone than MVP. There's no doubt about that. But I think it's because Roman Reigns is doing the heel character much better. So, I mean, what what is what's your thoughts on that, Greg? You think it, that could be possible? Well, I mean, honestly, you also you got to take into consideration who's who's in the matches and who's been in you know a campaign with said challengers i mean once again i don't take anything from Drew mcintyre he was put on a pedestal and kept there yep and then they gave the title bobby lashley and i'll probably say 85 percent of the people that i read or talked to or whatever thought for sure that mcintyre was going to be lashley and he didn't Lashley won it at won it at SummerSlam. But I mean, Roman Reigns, I mean he had Kevin Owens, Edge, Daniel Bryan. He had established stars that he was in future. So I think that's part of the issue for Bobby Lashley. Right. Is having a strong um legitimate contender for his title. And I'm sorry, Kobe Kingston is not a strong, legitimate contender for Bobby Lashley. Right. And I think we might see some of those strong contenders that went against Roman go to Raw in the draft. Possibly. Because we know, I mean, we found out that they pushed the draft back Right. It's just reported on Fightful Select and 
Pro Wrestling Insider and that, that there's going to be a draft and it was going to be in August and then it's now got pushed back to late September, early October. But who knows if and when it's going to be. Yeah, Roman Roman is killing it. Both Heyman and MVP are good on the mic. If done right, MVP could build something nice. I I agree. I'm sorry, Greg had a little chuckle there. But um they just made an and they just made an announcement. Now if it it's just totally off topic of the show, but um, you've been to the hospital to visit people. You were at the hospital to visit me. But when it's when visiting hours are over, they usually make a announcement. The announcement that was just made uh, was visiting hours are now open. Or, sorry, visitors' hours are now over. Please leave the building. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you just say visiting hours are over? Get the hell out. <laughs> you know? WWE motivational speaker right there. why they haven't done much more with Damian Priest. Well, from what I've read is he, he's had back issues. 
Um, that's why he was in a tag match with Bad Bunny, not at a singles match, and that's why he wasn't wrestling much. And then, you know, he wrestles a little. He was in the zombie. Was right? He was in a zombie lumberjack match. Yeah. And then we haven't seen. I don't remember seeing him wrestle since then. Has he? Nope. As a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, when I saw him Monday night, that was the first time I can ever recall seeing him since then. So. Well, he's been backstage yeah. talking with Riddle. They had a little funny thing about going to and then they actually posted a picture on Instagram that night of the two Burger King. It was kind of funny, but it was okay. also kind of stupid. Now, one question I want to bring up to you before we. Uh, Go to Nuggie's News. Where's Randy Orton? Where's he been? I don't know. It seems like the two of them just vanished like a part in the wind. I mean, are they? Well, Randy, he's only, he's only missed what two weeks. I mean, he had a, a triple threat match, um, and then Riddle represented him in that battle royal, and then he re- represented him in another match. I mean, I, I don't think it's been two or three weeks. It hasn't been that long. Um, you know, right. Out of left field prediction is that he gets involved in the actual ladder match, which is really the case. And speaking of the yeah, ladder... That, that's an out of, out, out of, you know, out of left field um, prediction. Right. Jerry just posted, is Brian returning? Possibly, who knows? Yep, possibly. Uh, one other thing. Depends on what you read, you know, what you read, and you know, what he wants to do. I don't think he's in any hurry. Nope. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about um, before we get to Nuggie's news. Hey, little Nug, what's going on? Maybe he's taking a vacation before they go back live. Maybe. Um, I read on one of the websites today before we came on the show that there's a very, very strong possibility that Becky Lynch will be backstage at Sunday night's Money in the Bank. Could that mean could that mean we could see her get involved somehow? part of the show, Nuggie's News. So, Greg, take it away. All right. Well, first and foremost, um, I want to say congratulations to Dr. Seamus as he has announced his um, engagement to his girlfriend, Isabella Ravila. Um, she's a very attractive young lady. I don't know how this ugly, redheaded, bearded man graduated as pretty, but... 
Kelsey, I do want to just send a quick congratulations out to Seamus um, on his engagement. Yes. Um, like, like I said, I, um, there, there's been several articles released that Becky Lynch is going through that stage. Um, but leading into Money in the Bank and what the fudge in the crackers Okay, half the articles that I bookmarked apparently didn't save. Uh, um, but I read in on a couple different places that there that you should expect not, and this is what the quote said: not a couple, but several big surprises this weekend meaning between Friday, the pay-per-view, and Monday, um, that'll knock your socks off. Um, no inclination as to what they are. Um, okay. Um, just got a notification that Michael Canada is live. Okay. Um, I hope he's enjoying the show. I hope so. And... There are a list of people that are rumored to make an unofficial participant in the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Okay. Once again, we've seen many things happen in the past. I mean, the women's, the first ever all-women's ladder match. Um, What's-his-face? Ellsworth climbed the ladder to get the briefcase for... Carmella. So we've seen weird things happen. Right. Um, so I want you to give me your opinion on whether or not you think these could happen. Okay. Okay. They say in the main event of the men's ladder match, after losing, Edge takes out Seth Rollins and enters in his place in the ladder match. Uh, I would say no. Oh, we did now. Wait, a hold it, hold it. Let me let let me go back over that again. You said after losing in the match to Roman, because I think the men's ladder match. I think the men's ladder match is going to be before the Roman Reigns match because I think the Roman Reigns match is going to be the last one of the night. Once again, I'm not asking to predict the card. Okay. I'm just saying they said that the main event would be the men's ladder match. So he will have already lost to Reigns. Okay, then I then then I see that happening. Uh, yeah, I see it happening. And then Edge goes. I see I see zero percent chance that happens. Okay. Um next one. Becky Lynch returns and enters the women ladder, women's ladder match. Um, yes and no. I think Becky Lynch is going to return, but I don't think she's going to enter the ladder match. I believe... Okay, where would you see her making her appearance then? She'll just show up outside, you know, maybe cause a distraction for somebody. That's where? Go- I mean, if... 
Ju- uh, let's just say uh, Carmella, not Carmella, um, Liv Morgan is climbing up the ladder to get the brief- to get the briefcase. And as soon as she gets to the top, Becky Lynch's music plays. She comes out. Liv Morgan is like, uh, oh, my God. And somebody comes up from behind her, tips, tips her, and knocks her off the ladder, and then grabs the briefcase. So I, I see that possibly happening. But I don't think she'll be the end. Uh, I I see, comparatively speaking, I see The Undertaker and Kane entering the men's ladder match more likely than that scenario happening. Okay. If Becky Lynch is going to make a return, I don't don't think it's just going to be a, Hi, I'm Becky, I'm back, and then we... It's going to be in a match, or it's going to be something that's going to make the crowd pop. If Becky Lynch comes out to distract somebody, then just go back home with Baby Roo. I don't watch it. Yeah, Jerry just put down, I see Lynch returning next year. Okay. Well, I, I don't think there's any way they wait that long. No. Or she waits that long. Um, next one. Aaron Corbin illegally enters into the Money in the Bank ladder match, but still loses. <laughs> Gary says Lynch will return on a major card. Okay, that's possible. I'd love to see Baron Corbin come into the ladder match and lose. <laughs> um, Sami Zayn could enter the ladder match by taking out Kevin Owens. No, I don't see that happening. And then Riddle awards his spot in the ladder match to Randy Orton. Possibly. I can possibly see that happening. By the way, Jerry, it's lunch, not lunch. Miss, okay, mister, I never spell anything wrong. Trivia trying to correct somebody on anything that they type. Oh, for the love of God. Punctuation? No, doesn't matter. Capitalization? No, doesn't matter. And then he gets mad at me when I don't understand what he's typing. But anyway, um, finishing up with Nuggies News here. Or continuing with Nuggies News. Remember the names now. Was it Natalia and Tamina? Ah, ding, ding, ding. Tell her what is what, Johnny. <laughs> it has been officially announced that Tamina is the eighth and final competitor in the women's 
I was kind of hoping for Sonya Deville. I was hoping for something. I mean, just you know what? At this point, add the Uso. This is going to be my rant right now. Okay. Add Uso's Uso Mysterios to the pay-per-view and put the women's ladder match on the pre-show because it's going to be a waste of 12 minutes of my life. There's not, I mean, if you're going to tell me that Asuka's going to win again, there's not one person in that match that could win the the briefcase and legitimately challenge either, whether it's Rhea Ripley or Charlotte or Bianca Belair. Right. Not one. Yep. I mean, if this is what WWE's idea um, of welcoming fans back to the arenas, then I'm going to stay home. And that's Nuggie's news. All right, great. Great job, as usual, Greg. Uh, yeah, Jerry uh, posted while you were doing Nuggie's news, Becky Lynch's return needs to be at either WrestleMania or SummerSlam. Right. Don't just throw her out there. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. She can handle herself if you just throw her out there, but make it interesting. Make her return mean something. Right. So, all right. So now that Nuggie's news is uh, over, let's talk a little NXT. Okay. What did you think of the NXT card this week? her return tomorrow night on SmackDown, but nope. <laughs> True. Yeah, I agree, Greg. I mean, you know, SmackDown, um, NXT has been a show that you want to watch on Wednesday nights because the action and everything has just been great. And they dropped the ball somewhere on this, this show Wednesday night. Cross and Gargano were a great match. Even the ending was. Um, the backstage promo with um, um, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher, that was, that was okay. I didn't like it. I was, I was you know, surprised. For, for, for promos that we've seen Thatcher and Ciampa do, 
that promo seemed very rushed, very hurried, like they wanted to do it, but they didn't have enough time to do what they wanted to. Right. So rather than extending another segment, they said, just, just get out there and do it. Get it over with. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that was a... Uh... That that I totally agree. Um, what did you think? Were you surprised? I know I was, but were you surprised that Santos Escobar be, uh, pinned Dexter Loomis? Oh, I told you that off the air. I, I wasn't surprised at all because once again, he's got his two partners in crime with him outside the ring. That, you know, one's going to distract the ref, the other's going to, you know, hit the guy when he's not looking or, you know, distract him. So, you know, Santos Escobar can get in that finishing move. And, you know, that, that's, you know, the way that, that something like that happens. Yep. And then out comes Indy Hartwell. Yep. The, um, the opening match, Ember Moon and Dakota Kai, that was pretty good. I mean, okay. that was, that, but like I said off the air when we were talking, Dakota Kai just seems to have a lot more botches lately in some of her matches. I don't know if she's missing a step somewhere or if her. I went, I went back and watched it again, and I didn't notice. I mean, yeah, I paid much more attention to it than I did the first time I saw it. I didn't notice that many glaring botches. I really didn't. I mean, I'm I'm an admirer of Dakota Kai, so when she's in the ring, I do tend to watch her more than um, her opponents. What did Joe say? Vegan's botch return? No, that's politically incorrect. You can't say that about Tegan Knox. Oh my God! What did he say? He he went to type Tegan Knox and he wrote Tegan Box. Oh, okay. Last week on NXT, and her and Shotzi made their main roster debut on SmackDown, which stopped the Tegan and Candice feud. And now Mandy Rose supposedly on NXT for whatever reason. Well, I, I mean, I guess we can, we'll, we'll get to the Mandy Rose part. Yeah. Um, and I know we did discuss on um, Sunday show, which obviously Little Luxor doesn't listen to the podcast at all, so we're going to have to take him up back later and rough him up a little bit. Yeah, I um, think so. You know, so when he goes to work tomorrow, he has a black eye and a fat lip. You know why. Um. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me that, that they brought up Shotzi without Ember Moon. Yep. Um, don't understand the pairing. Didn't understand why they brought her out to confront um, to confront um, Candice LeRae. Right. Um, but yep. I, I don't know if you want to talk about the whole Mandy Rose thing or not first. Well, the one thing I the one thing I was thinking about with Tegan and Shotzi, like um, Joe was saying, you know, maybe they figured Tegan Knox would be better suited being brought up to the main roster instead of going against Candice LeRae. So, but, but then why waste our time 
by having her show up oh. with, with a Candice LeRae thing. Right, that's right. Why, why bother? Yeah. You can't tell me that you think Tegan Knox is better prepared to be on the main roster than Ember Moon because Ember Moon was already on the main roster. Right. Unless they have bigger plans for Ember Moon, but I don't know. I mean, what's her name came out and challenged Raquel Gonzalez, which I have no idea where that came from all of a sudden. Um, I can't remember her name. Zia Lee. Zia Lee, right. And uh, so that's going to be something interesting because I think uh, I think she's going to get squashed. Yeah, in retrospect, you know, when we talked offline um, in reference to Mandy Rose and this Mandy Rose slash Aaliyah trade, um, they are now officially listed as Aaliyah listed on Raw and Mandy Rose is listed on NXT. Um, what, I, so what are your what are your what are your thoughts about Mandy Rose going back to NXT? Uh, surprised because we've talked before how WWE has really thinned out their women's tag team herd, so to speak. And by putting Mandy Rose on NXT, you're splitting up another tag team. Granted, her and Dana Brooke were not the greatest of tag teams, but they were a tag team that worked together. And now I have no idea who this Aaliyah is. The only thing I can think of is, is she the one that was with the Robert Stone brand? Yes. Okay. Then, then that's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. The, the shorter, prettier one of the two. Okay, well, I haven't really seen much of her in the way in the ring, but I was surprised when Mandy Rose not only showed up on uh, NXT, but was set back down. Maybe there's something that they're seeing in her thinking that she's going back to NXT because she needs more work. But if you're not... What's your what's your I, thoughts I on it? I don't understand Andy Rose being sent down to NXT. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. And you have Dewdrop and Eva Marie on the main roster who obviously when you watch I mean, you know Eva Marie can't wrestle right. for shit. Um, and Dewdrop, she looks a little rough around the edges in the ring. It would have made more sense to have them try to make a splash in NXT and then bring one or two of them up together later on. Um, I think Marie's head are bigger than her boobs, and you know, and, and that's big. She was too proud to be in NXT, and somehow she, I don't know, maybe she. Triple H and Vince McMahon a dual blowjob together or something. I don't know. Now, wasn't... But Mandy Rose was a fan favorite. Mandy Rose was somebody that the live audience would drool over. Yep. And to send her down to NXT for, for what reason? Right. Now, wasn't uh, Dewdrop 
on NXT UK as Piper Niven? Yeah. Okay. I think that they, you know, they bought her up because they needed somebody to be with Eva Marie, but they're both fucking horrible. Mandy Rose would run circles around the both of them in the ring. And why they... Right. Eva Marie needs to stick to being a valet. She's horrible in the ring. Yep, totally agree. She's not, she's not even good as a valet. Right. I mean... Yeah, that's that's true, too. But, you know, like you said, you know, why Mandy Rose? When you've got those other two people, Piper, uh, Dewdrop, and Eva Marie... But I don't think they were, I don't think they were going to put such an emphasis on Eva Marie with her vignettes, and then all of a sudden send her down to NXT. Although, but that's what we from the beginning. She should have just been put back on the main roster um, as an in-ring competitor. She she can't wrestle. Yep. If you wanted her to be a wrestler, then you should have put her in NXT to let her work on being a wrestler. Right. Let her try to put her dues in like they made Lana do. Yep. I mean, when Lana came up, she's what Eva Marie is now. Towards the end, she was definitely, she wasn't the best wrestler, but she was usable as a wrestler. But if you're going to try to tell me that they're moving Mandy Rose down to NXT for like a similar reason that they moved Finn Balor down to NXT to quote unquote help. Women's division on NXT? You're, you're fucking nuts. Right. The women's division in NXT is fabulous. I just, um, I mean, I, there's no rhyme or reason to it why they did it. I mean, I was surprised to see her. I thought she was just, huh? Is that, is that the ice cream man out your window? Well, he's going down the street, yeah. But uh, I apologize for that, folks. He doesn't usually show up around this time. Throw down some money, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, I can see what what you're saying. I mean, don't bring her to NXT to think you can have her help the women's division. My main question now is, where does that leave Dana Brooke? Back as a singles competitor. Okay. I mean, I thought. Right. Going to try to attack you with Naomi. Nikki Ash. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I I agree. I mean, why they did that is is beyond me. Now, when you mentioned Finn Balor, I think Finn Balor asked to go back to NXT. I don't think they just walked into his, the locker room one day and said, hey, Finn, you're going down to NXT. I think he asked to go down there. I, I think they asked him to go down there. Okay. Tell him. I think they asked him to go down there. My 
my, my opinion. Okay. I mean, um, I don't think he was ever, I, I agree. I don't think he was told you're going NXT. I think an idea, a character, whatever, a storyline was presented to him. Yeah. I mean, it may have been one of those where, you know what, either he said yes or it was career suicide. I don't know that. But I, 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 I thought I remembered something along that line was he was put in NXT to help the brand. Right. And one of the other dumb things I saw in NXT, I'd like to get your opinion on it, a long one or a brief one, how it may be, was Cameron Grimes. I mean, that was that was just stupid. It was... That's, that's not what you said the other day. You thought it was funny, and well, you liked it. It was funny, but it was just, you know, I understand that they're building stuff up with Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. They want to build up. That's how they're going to build it up with this. I think Cameron Grimes handled it pretty well. It was pretty funny, but I just think it was it, it was kind of dumb. After I after I looked at it again the second time, I mean, I, just, I, I went about the whole segment other than it being stupid and being dumb and. Hello? I, I mean, it's cutting out. Um, I know it's not your fault. I'm just saying it was it was cutting out, and I missed your complete your, the, completely your whole last statement. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I was just started my statement, so. Oh. Um, from the whole segment was, in my opinion, unnecessary. I mean, from the stupid kid out in the yard doing the work for Cameron Grimes to the penguin suit, uh, the whole thing is is NXT has always been the show with the wrestling. And we killed Monday Night Raw for stupid shit like this. Why are you putting that on NXT? Don't need the NXT does not need something like that. I knew it was gonna be. I felt it was gonna be a disaster from the moment you knew that if he lost, he was gonna be LA Knight's power. Right. Yep. Definitely, definitely agree on that part. Um, also, we mentioned uh, we talked about the Bobby Fish match, and I. I went over again and saw that match, and wow, he was horrible. Out of shape. He's in shape to wrestle. Nope. And I think he just got back into it just because he's got the the longstanding problem with uh, uh, Roger Strong. Right. Birch and uh, Oni uh, Oni Lorcan. But yeah, that. that match was just. I gave it an F plus. Yeah, I would. I, I would have gave it like a U, but um. No, that was the Saray Gigi Dolan match. Oh my God! The only part of that match that was even semi enjoyable was when Gigi Dolan was against the rope, the middle rope and the bottom rope, and. 
and Saray came and gave her a drop kick that looked like her head could have gone into the third row. Right. That and was then a, she pinned her. That was a serious that, drop that kick. Five second, five to eight second um display was a B. Everything else about the match was a Q. Yep. And we had mentioned something off the air, and you were pretty um what's the word, not adamant, but wondering why they do that, was Kushida. Um, Do you think that they're putting a little too much emphasis on Kushida's title reign, and why does he come to the ring with the belt, holding it up in the air like he's... That's what I'm saying. He's coming in to do, you know, after-the-match save, and he comes running out dressed in, in street clothes, if I remember correctly, holding his belt up in his in his right arm as he's running down the ring. I mean, you're running to make a save. Hold on, before I go, I gotta make sure I grab my belt and hold it over my head while I'm running down. Right. I just I don't I don't necessarily think that he was told excuse me, to do it that way. I just think he just did it that way for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, like I said, we were talking, and obviously it's the conspiracy theory um, that I think they, you know, quote unquote, put up purposely, put on a crappy night to make it much better for the first live crowd in front of that SmackDown. Okay, I can, uh, I can definitely go with that. That way, you can put it in the books. That Friday Night SmackDown for in front of a live crowd is gonna be the best show of the week. If not, you're fired. Right. You know. Yep. But uh, yeah, overall, I gave I gave um, a number grade for NXT of about a seventy-five. A number grade. Uh, yeah, maybe. It's about there. It's just that uh, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be ramifications from Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross. Right. I don't right. know. I don't know if Samoa Joe is going to be cleared to wrestle and go against Karrion Cross, or how they're going to work it. But William Regal said he can't touch anybody if, unless he's provoked, and what a better way of being provoked than getting choked out. Right. So. Um, <laughs> I, you know. Said before, and I'm one of those um, guilty guys um, that last year when the pandemic started was bored, sitting at home doing nothing, um, and then being here in this place doing nothing, I, I started to go on TikTok and watch these videos. Um, so I, I actually have four or five different um, creators that that are big wrestling fans. Um, and one of them, he's, he's sometimes he's kind of far out there, um, but I like some of the ideas that that he has said, and he thinks that Karrion Cross is going to get his belt stripped by Samoa Joe, and then get fired from NXT and show up on SmackDown. Um, be the next in line to go against Roman Reigns. That part of 
bit, that last part of it, I, I say absolutely, 250% no. But the first part of it sounds kind of intriguing with as many times as Karrion Cross has been on Monday Night Raw or before Monday Night Raw or at SmackDown backstage doing quote unquote dark matches right. uh, or main event matches. Yep. So like I said, the first half of it sounds interesting. I don't I don't care who comes up. If it's Adam Cole, I don't care. None of them should come up and be put right to a few with Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns. No. You need to build it you need to build it up better because that's what happened with Keith Lee and the man's been buried ever since. Yep. Also, they mentioned something about um, five people. WWF said you will see once the live crowds return. And three. WWF? A WWE, I said. Oh, you said WWF. Oh. Go back to the recording. Okay. And three of the five were Mia Yim, Keith Lee, and Brock Lesnar. They said those. I couldn't remember the other two, but those were the three that the three names that stuck out. And they said that those were the three names WWE says will return when there's live crowds. When they didn't say, but it it was it's just like Keith Lee has just vanished. case and hopefully you know everything will go better and he'll this nagging stuff will go away and we'll see Keith Lee somewhere down the line I don't think he's that bad he's got some good talent for a big man he's very agile for a big man you know not not too well on the mic but that'll come in time Right. Over 
you know, the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Monday Night Raw promoted Mandy Rose and brought in Eva Marie Dewdrop and an unproven Aaliyah. I mean, if you want to move her to Raw, maybe, or either that or you're... Now we're just waiting for something to happen for Raw. Right. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. One of these two. Who are they going to put against Raquel Gonzalez? Frankie Monet or Mandy Rose? And is that the reason why they put Mandy Rose back in NXT? What, what, to to challenge Raquel? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Frankie Monet um, could be the next NXT Women's Champion, um, especially Tony Storm coming up. Um, I don't see Ember Moon. I may see her being a challenger, but if they're going to look to bring Raquel Gonzalez up, say, early next year, I think you have plenty of time to build up Frankie Monet. Yeah. I. I believe, I believe you, you're totally right with that because I think Frankie Monet would be a much better challenger for Raquel Gonzalez than even Zia Lee. I, I knew there was books in Dougie's news because, like I said, everything I bookmarked didn't say. Um, as of earlier, as of last week, um, any, and no, actually, as of, yes, was yesterday? Yesterday, um, all those wrestlers that were released on April 15th officially ended their 90-day no-competes. Um, there was several posts on Instagram and uh, Twitter um, from Cassie Lee, formerly known as Peyton Royce, um, about how... She's officially putting, you know, the Iconics brand um, and the name Peyton Royce to bed um, as it was last official day in her 90 90 feet. So that's her, you know, Billy Kay, um, James. I'm not sure exactly was also in that same day. Um, Well, Samoa Joe, but he's already been re-signed right. to the company. So, still got about another month and a half at least for, you know, Braun Strowman and that class. Right. Now, speaking of the 90-day no-compete, and for the people out there who are scratching their head, how did Aleister Black get around the 90-day no-compete clause? Right, but for the people out there that are wondering how he got about how he got around it. When you get let go out of NXT, you have a thirty day no compete. That's standard when you're an NXT. When WWE brought him up to the main roster and started giving him quote unquote main roster money, they never changed that thirty day no compete clause in his contract. So when they let him go, he had a 30-day no-compete. And he was free to compete anywhere. Yes. Yep. 
So, all right, now with Peyton Royce, well, I'll still call her Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Um, do you see them surfacing anywhere? I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, I think that would be a great opportunity um, for AEW. Um, they, they, I mean, I, I watched last night's AEW. I actually watched it this morning. Um, and they say Dr. Britt Baker's a champion of the best women's wrestling division, you know, out there. It, it's not. And I think they know that. Um, I, I think they could benefit very much from, you know, just, just the notoriety that the Iconics had. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think... I think they would flourish more in AEW, but I wouldn't be surprised if they showed up in TNA. Well, there is no TNA. No? Oh. Oh, okay. TNA hasn't been around for years. Where have you been? I mean, Impact. Attaboy. Attaboy. It's hard for me to accept change sometimes. When I've been talking TNA for many years, um... I wouldn't be surprised if they showed up on Impact, but I think they would do better if they went to AEW. Yeah, I think, I mean, if all they can get is Impact, then that's all they can get. Right. Um, but overall... Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea Green made a surprise appearance um, for in some tournament that um, ROH is having. But it's also speculated that at Impact's next, I think, Slammiversaries or next big pay-per-view, there's a mystery opponent for Deanna Perrazzo. Um, and it is speculated and rumored that that could be Chelsea Green. Okay. But overall, what would you say about um, the grade for NXT? I said, said a C minus. C minus, okay. And that hopefully. And hopefully that'll be the last C minus that we have to give them. So. I don't think so. You don't think so, or? Oh, I would think so. Oh, I would think so also, yeah. Um, yeah, so now this Sunday, the Money in the Bank pay per view. First pay per view in front of a live crowd. Tomorrow night, the first SmackDown in front of a live crowd. Uh, has there been any... Uh... Well, rumor has it that WrestleMania was in front of a live crowd. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not yet. Oh. Okay, well, they were, yeah, but... Uh... Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, has there been any announcement on the ticket sales, how many tickets they sold for this Money in the Bank? Okay. I mean, is it one of these things where they're going to expect a full house of people? Because that stadium holds about, what, 75,000? What, the Dickies Arena? This isn't a Texas stadium. No, I, they're not in, uh, I thought they were in Las Vegas. They're in Fort Worth, Texas. What is then? What is going to be in Las Vegas at Raider Stadium? SummerSlam. Oh, I'm a month ahead of myself. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Still thinking about telling a cell. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. But if you notice, I said today, money in the bank. Uh, the Dickies uh, Arena, okay. It says for, for the Dickies Arena, um, it says capacity for uh, we'll go basketball because that's the closest, you know, size-wise. Because, I mean, hockey is a much bigger, you know, surface. Um, but, <laughs> okay, they list for concerts – 14,000 people. For basketball, 13,550 people. For family shows and hockey, 12,200. But for rodeo performances, 9,300. Woohoo! There you go. But you, I mean, whether they have. show match yet. So. No, we don't, we don't even know if the card's final. Right. Probably won't find that out until tomorrow. Yep. But uh, for those people who have not been tuning in, they should have been tuning in from the beginning, uh, let's go over the card in the bank. Greg, to say that. Yeah. I mean, we'll get back to that in a second. Okay. Um, the men's match has Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, and Drew McIntyre representing Raw, and Big E, um, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, and Seth Rollins representing SmackDown. Okay. You look at the women. Totally agree. 
and you and talking about the men's money in the bank, you said the ratio there was what seven to two heels to face. Six to two. Six to two. So there's only eight people. Eight people. Okay. So. And if you go by the women's, I mean, what do you consider Natalia and Tamina? Mm, I consider them a face. Okay. Then technically, okay, what would you consider Alexa Bliss? I would consider Alexa Bliss a heel. So then you have her and Zelina Vega, who looks like she came off as a heel, and then you have six things oh. in the women's match, too. So it's the same ratio women as, as a women's and men's. Right. I six, mean, it, it kind of makes sense for the men's when your two champions are heels. Yeah. I believe I that's that's totally true. I mean there's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff I'm gonna be looking for I'm gonna be looking for for the pay-per-view Sunday. Any idea if Brock Lesnar is really coming back? Uh no Scott, there's no uh nothing set in stone yet. Right, nothing official. Rumors, yes, but nothing official. Right. Um but I think the, if the money, I mean, you know, like you were saying, some shocking surprises. Um, if it happens, then it's going to be one of those holy shit moments probably for a little while. Something, if something really major happens. Um, do, you, do you see any possible title changes Sunday? Okay, and I think I know what one that is. Uh, it's probably the same one I'm I'm on the fence with as well. Uh, I just don't know if it's time for the Viking Raiders to win the title. Right. Or not. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Actually, that's not what I was thinking, but okay. Oh. But um, I I think somewhere along the line you're going to see. RK Bro in the tag team title picture eventually. Whether it's before SummerSlam or after SummerSlam or or what, I think you're going to see them in the tag team title picture eventually. Do they have well, a good, Do they have Riddle, a Riddle, Riddle did jokingly say that when he wins the briefcase, he's going to use it cash in on the tag titles with Randy Orton. Yep. Which it is open to any champion the title. But uh it's just gonna be something where it I, I'm I'm this is just my opinion. I think the WWE is really gonna go balls out for this pay per view Sunday for a live crowd. They're gonna have surprises. They're going to have a bunch of oh my god moments, uh, maybe a couple of surprise returns. Uh, I think we have a better chance of seeing 
well, wait, let me ask you. Who do you think we have a better chance of seeing come back for Money in the Bank? Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks? Originally, I thought that we might see Sasha Banks get involved in the Bianca Belair Bailey match, um, protecting the actual you know, Bailey not having to live up to her. If I quit, I'll quit WWE. Right. Um, and then I've, I've thought that the best time for Becky Lynch to show up is the Monday Night Raw after Money in the Bank. Okay. And that would be a great impact because for some reason I have a feeling Charlotte is not going to win Sunday. That's the one that I'm on the fence about. And if Becky does come back the Monday after um, Money in the Bank, she's going to go after Rhea. And I don't think that will have nearly as much hype as Charlotte and Rhea because I don't think Rhea Ripley can hang 10 minutes with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is the, is the A number. This is my opinion. Becky Lynch is the A number one, I believe, even though she was gone for a long period of time having the baby. Uh, Rue, I believe you said the name was for the baby. Yep. She's still a number one in the women's division. She's she's the measuring stick that you have to beat or compete against. And I had originally thought of that in the beginning with Shayna Baszler. I had originally thought that you know when Shayna was down in NXT and she came to w, uh, to Monday Night Raw. She was going to be the one that you had to measure up to, especially after that performance in uh, the Elimination Chamber, where she yeah. took where she yeah. took everybody out, and she just disappointed big time. So I believe if she comes back the Monday after Money in the Bank, she's going to have, make a beeline for Rhea Ripley. So. See that? I mean, I can honestly see her um, going after either one of them to reclaim the title that she never lost. Right. Yep. So, <laughs> like we said, Sunday this this Sunday, our prediction show, twelve thirty, is the Money in the Bank prediction show. Uh, also, don't forget this Saturday. APW. Um, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Don't mention it because I'm extremely effing pissed off. I, I could choke somebody because. Okay. All right. We, we talked to Matt the court about it and we were supposed to be going. Once again, I lost my right leg. I don't have a vehicle. I wasn't able to keep paying for the vehicle I have. I have to rely on others for rides. And it will go without being said. 
Um, but somebody had actually reached out to me and wanted to know which vehicle that he has access to would be better for me to get into. And now, for whatever reason, he can't go. So, okay. you know, I'm going to send a message to Matt. Um, I, I had asked him if I showed up, would I get a personal shout-out? So, uh, I wouldn't have asked him that if I didn't think I was going to be there. Right. Um, so, I don't want to talk about it. No, go ahead. I'm kidding. You can talk about it. <laughs> We, we have to support PAVW regardless. Yes, I was just about to say, this Saturday they are having another show at uh, at the school at 662 Coal Avenue. Um, yeah, last one. Last one before they go back out on the road. Yep. Uh, you know, it's going to be headlined by Showtime Marcel Williams versus, versus Vlad, uh, which should be an interesting match. And okay. also... And also speaking of PA, huh? Okay. And also speaking of PAPW, August first, live here on the Top Rope Report, we will have one of the owners of PAPW joining us live on the phone, and he is also a former WWF wrestler in one Mario Mancini, who will be joining us here live on the Top Rope Report on August first. So don't you dare miss it. So Greg. Anything else before we close tonight? Okay. 